Welcome to the Dirtbag Chronicles, Episode 2. We are excited to be in this moment with you and share this experience of a fellow dirtbag. So buckle up and enjoy the ride, motherfucker. Today, we have a very special episode. We have our first guest. His name is Aaron. Um, We're going to kind of let him introduce himself, but I'm super excited to hear your story and your testimony, and hopefully we can get this out there so we can help other addicts. So go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and and what's so important to you to be on the show and kind of share your experience. Thank you, man. I'm glad to be here. Uh, like I said, my name is Aaron. Uh, my clean date is or the day that I got clean is May 20th, 2018. So a little over four and a half years now. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. Thank you, man. It's, uh, it's been a blessing for sure. It's, yeah. uh, uh, I, owe, I owe my life to this. You know, I don't think I would have survived any of the things I've been through, uh, if it weren't for me finding recovery. So I'm awesome. grateful to uh, be here and maybe somebody can hear this and it will. Uh, help them Absolutely. as well. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, I, uh, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm 32 years old, uh, by the way. And, uh, I started out life just like the rest of us, you know, as a baby. And, uh, that's a terrible joke. Nobody laughed at that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a fairly, uh, normal childhood, or at least I'd like to say that, you know, at times, uh, uh, really, it wasn't, you know, my father uh, killed himself when I was very young. You know, it was kind of before uh, I would have ever had any opportunity to remember it. I think yeah. I was a year old, maybe two. It was 1991. Um, so I grew up just me and my mom, you know, and that's everything was fine. You know, nobody's getting high in the house. Mom was great, you know. Um, but, you know, that... Growing up without a father, I right, can have an effect on anybody, no matter absolutely uh, whether absolutely they were there or not in my memory, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I just went through life, you know, normal. And I always feel like uh, there's always this great debate, right, about uh, about addiction, whether it be uh, a disease, okay, or a choice, like whether we're right. born in it, right? Uh, nature versus nurture, that kind of thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, and. Uh, for me, in my experience, I believe that I was born with it, you know, because okay. we went to, uh, uh, went to daycare, you know, and my mom went to work and stuff. And I remember this is one of the first experience I remember having, right. I was having consequences, uh, from changing the way that I feel at like three years old, you know, uh, so we'd spin around. And get real dizzy, right? Yeah. It felt real cool. Did you do that too? Yeah, I definitely yeah. did. All right. We also did like the uh, hold your breath and, and pass each other oh, out yeah. because yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, wow, yeah. this is cool, man. Yeah. That's yeah. always a question I like to ask people when I, about this though because I was like, I want to like get this group, uh, you know, survey of like, did you do this shit too, you know? Yeah. And it turns out a lot of us did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was doing that, right? I got real dizzy and I fell. And uh, split my lip on a table, three years old, right? So that's the first consequence for yeah. me uh, trying to feel different, yeah. you know, from that age. I still have a scar on my lip from it 30 years ago, wow. right? You know? Um, you must have hit yourself fucking hard. Real bad, you? yeah. That was <laughs> one of my earliest memories, too, because we went to the hospital. I had to go to the hospital, you know, and I very vividly remember that hospital trip, right? And having yeah. to get stitches in my lip. and. 
Uh, three years old, the first first memory, right? Yeah, yeah. you have a lot better bust memory than I do. Bust in my mouth. That's that's really the only one that I remember. You know, that early. Um, <laughs> maybe a little bit from here, here and there from school and stuff. But so we'll fast forward a little bit. You know, just normal childhood shit, running around playing, doing this and that. And uh, my first experience with drugs, I would say, as uh, I was about ten or eleven fifth grade probably so young yeah yeah right so Absolutely. uh prescription drugs you know because i had uh i'd have braces when i was young and uh what they ended up doing was cutting out a bunch of my baby teeth right to make room for my adult teeth to grow in so that they could do the orthodontic stuff and uh so i was prescribed some painkillers you know at uh at that young age, you know, so, you know, my mom gave me the one that I was supposed to, we did all the things and, uh, just like set them on the counter, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is no fault to anybody else, but it's like, who expects an 11 year old, right. To, uh, get into the painkillers. Right. You know? But, uh, I did. And, uh, so I took the one, you know, my mom gave it to me and, uh, was like, okay, like I feel better, you know, like my mouth doesn't hurt anymore. And, uh, so I had this thought, you know, like what, what's going to happen if I take another one? Okay. At 11, 11 years old, young. Yeah. That's young. Right. And this is not learned behavior. Right. You know, people aren't getting high around me. Like none of that, you know, I had none I of your in, friends are getting high. No, and it's, it's no. Just like, we're in fucking elementary school, yeah. dude. Like <laughs> at a Christian school, no yeah. less, you know? And, uh, so I was like, I just wonder what the, what another what's two gonna feel like? What's the second one gonna feel like? And uh, I took it and I felt great, felt really good, you know. I loved it, and I remember that from that age. I was just like, man, I want to feel like this all the time, right? So that began kind of my love affair, right, with uh, opiates and any drug really to begin with. So you would say your DOC is opiates? Yeah, if I had to pick one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely would have been my favorites. Like, I didn't discriminate right. at all. Yeah, me neither. You know, <laughs> uh, I just love to get high. Yeah. Period. Yeah, that yeah. altered effect of, yeah. and being there's, feeling different. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of people that would say, hey, man, I I fucking hate drugs, dude. I hate, I hate drugs. I hate this and that. And I was... I have a hard time if, if they got high like I did, you know, believing that. Right. So you, you're a liar. Yeah. I'd be a liar if I said that because yeah. I'd love to get high. Right. I love drugs. Too. I love yeah. it so much that I sold my soul for it. Right. Yeah, that's, know, yeah, that's, gave away everything I had. Yeah. For it. Absolutely. So for me to say that I hated it was a lie. You right. know, it was the consequences. That. Would you say that was the, like the first step of getting honest about it? Your addiction? It was. Yeah, I'd say it's one of many. Right. Yeah. You know, because it's first I had to admit, like what my life is. Right. You know, which uh, becomes is unmanageable, you know, but uh, also that through it takes lots of years and experience. Right. Which I'm sure we'll get into to realize that I cannot control my use of drugs. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that that's that's what makes an addict. Right. You know, do you think you can't like un with that understanding of you can't control your use? Was there a time that you thought that you had total control? Maybe, but I feel like it was just, um, uh, it was denial, you know, yeah. I was in denial of, of, of what my life was, you know, yeah. 
because I, I could I was still in that mindset of like, well, I can stop getting high anytime. Right. Yeah, me too. But what I can't stop doing is starting again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I could stop anytime, but I can't stop starting right. over. You know? Yeah. And that that's that's wherein lies the uh you know, the idea of uh that I can't control it, right? I have no right. control over that because I would just get okay, it could be a good day, right? It could be a bad day. Yeah, I would just wake up one day and be like, you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna shoot heroin. Uh, right, I'm gonna get fucking high as fuck. Right, good day, bad day, could yeah. be Tuesday. Doesn't yeah. matter. You yeah, know? it's just it's just that thought, and it's like, and knowing, right, what happens, right, and then going to do it anyway. That's like the true insanity, right? I know that my life goes to shit and everything gets fucked up yeah. when I do it. But I'm, I'm still gonna like, fucking do it. Yeah, fuck it. Here we okay, go. At least yeah. I, well, it's going to shit, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, they, they're like, when do you feel triggered the most? Like, when, when would you use the most? Would it be like, like some people want to say, uh, you know, when, when shit just doesn't go my way, like the first thing I want to do is just go get high. And, and like for me, the way it was is like when shit was going bad, like, like for some sick twisted reason, like I was like, I just want to feel fucking bad right now. But when shit was going great, like, like, um, for instance, uh, I had a sales team come to hot Springs and, uh, on my way to Dallas, I'm like, yes, everything's going good. Everything's great. I just got like this big bonus and all this other shit. And I was like, Time they fucking get high, you know, and then it's like, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, fuck, I did that shit to myself again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Any form of success, like kind of becomes like foreign, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. got so used to everything being so shitty that. Right. Like I was comfortable in that chaos. And it comes to like, that's like the self-sabotage part of that sickness and that insanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, there's this, there's something, you know, whatever it is. And in my experience, I believe it's a disease, right? That it just wants to kill me. Right. You know? Yeah, that's a good way to put that. And uh, it's up to me, right, to do what's necessary to make sure that it doesn't. Yeah. On a daily basis, you know? So, so that would have been, you know, my first experience with drugs. You know, and I, these are things that are very important for me to remember. You know, so I have to remember, like, where I came from and, like, mm-hmm. in order to, like, engage in the recovery process. You know, I have to constantly remind myself because it's like easy, you know, you get a few years clean, like, like four years is no, uh, I recognize that it's not like a small feat, you know, but I know a lot of people, uh, it's, it's small potatoes in the, in the whole, in the grand scheme of things, you know, there's people I've met that have been clean longer than I've been alive. Right. And that is just fucking wild to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I, you know, like when I was going through this uh, recovery whole process, getting involved with the program and everything like that, like I would see these people that were clean for like 30 or 40 years. And like me as a fresh, freshly renewed into the recovery process, I'm like, these motherfuckers aren't addicts. You yeah. know, like, I'm yeah. like, there's no way this person is an addict. Yeah. Like, they've been clean 40 years, so they did, used to do dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, now that I'm getting a little bit more clean time under my belt, like, it's like, fuck, dude, this staying clean shit is the hardest fucking thing yeah. I've ever done. You know what I'm saying? And it is. It is so difficult. And I, I heard somebody tell me, 
uh, a few weeks ago, they were like, you know, this shit doesn't get easier. We just get stronger. Right. And so yeah. it's, it's just, you know, the, the tests and the trials and, and the temptation, I think what it does is it just builds up our strength. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, it's not that it, the situation of being clean ever gets easier. We just have a stronger willpower to stay focused and, un, and we gain a better understanding of how fucked up the disease actually is. Right. You know? We start to get a concept of like, is the drugs aren't my problem. Right. You know? Right. Like I am, I am, me I am my problem. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and that's what I love about, you know, uh, being a part of a program like this, like I get to draw strength off of other people's experience. Yeah. You know, it's like if these people have stayed clean, clean through, you know, uh, deaths, breakups, like whatever, yeah. you know, dramatic events, uh, yeah. all kinds of things. Right. Cause that's, that's one of the most important things too, for me to keep in mind is like, just cause I got clean doesn't mean that, uh, shit's not going to happen. You know, right. life goes around whether right. we like it or not. Yeah. And it's up to me to learn to deal with that shit right. without getting high. Right. And life is going to happen whether you're high or not. No matter what. But in, and yeah. it's, it's crazy like to be clean and have the mentality to deal with that, those life situations that come on us. Yeah. We can actually deal with it in a more proper manner you know what i'm saying like we we don't we don't have to be so chaotic and and lose everything again and and have to keep starting over every time something little or major happens in our life being clean actually gives us that 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 strength to move forward and and be like it's okay like this is the kind of shit that actually is supposed to happen because this is fucking life you know what i'm saying we're supposed to experience this type of shit yeah and we don't have to mask it, but yeah. We get to learn to live with uh, the experiences that, like, normal people have lived with right. their whole life and don't get high. Because, like, normal people don't uh, go get high because, uh, uh, like, the other day I, I left work and uh, for no reason whatsoever, my truck's been parked at the shop all day, right? Back windows just blown out, laying all over the ground when I leave oh, work. Man. I was so fucking pissed at first, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, God damn it. <laughs> and uh, for nothing, I was like, I'm looking on the video and I'm looking for anybody else to blame it on, yeah. right? Besides just the fact that, hey, man, sometimes windows break, right? Yeah. They've got defrosters in them anyway. I can, I'm a mechanic. I can go way into this story, but I'm not going to. But, you know, like sometimes shit just happens, you know? Yeah. And it's like what are we going to do? Yeah. Right. And I'm just going to sit here and like get all self-centered about it. Like, wow, oh, the universe is out to get me because right. my fucking windows broke. Like, no man, this is it's just what happened. It's just it's it's what it is. Like yeah. it's $180 and that couldn't have happened to a better person. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that's what I do for a living. Right. I mean, one phone call, have a window, put it in. Problem was fixed in like two hours. Yeah. And just the ability to do that is, is, to manage it, yeah. is a gift. And that's a very small thing compared to like what can happen. This is a very minor inconvenience, you know? Yeah. People don't go get normal. People don't go get high over that shit, but right. like, or like get upset or self-centered about it. But, you know, we have the, have the capacity to do that. Right. You know, which is kind of crazy, but it's just, it's interesting getting into the mind of an addict. Like yeah. That, so. Yeah. It is crazy to think like something so minor can happen to us. And we're like, fuck it. Yeah. Give me an 80 unit bump. You right. know what I'm saying? We're, we're going to go balls to the walls today. So 
Yeah, it's that's fucking that's disease, you know. That's yeah. that's uh, sick. Yeah, it's yeah. Sick as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but and that, that's just one of like many examples of things that happened, you know. The, go back into the story a little bit. Um so I had the experience with the prescription drugs and went through high school, started doing what like most high school kids do. Drink a little, smoke a little weed, right. you know, just like normal shit. It's normal to me, yeah, right? It may, it may not be normal to yeah. other people. I don't know. It's normal to everybody I know. Like, yeah, man, we were you know, blackout drunk, smoking weed, trying to take as many pills as I possibly could. Yeah. You know, I was 16, 17 years old. And, you know, I carried that experience from when I was 11, right, with me. I remembered that, you know, it's like I feel great. You know, right. I feel like this all the time, but no 11 year old has ways and means, right, to chase drugs. I, <laughs> I don't can't drive. I don't have a job. I don't have any money, you know, like. Yeah, especially living, like growing up with a decent yeah. home, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, there's not drugs laying around there, you know. <laughs> right. Like, uh, so it just, I just kind of went on living life. And then when you get out and you start partying with your friends and stuff, and uh, I came across like some more painkillers, you know, and we're smoking and drinking. I always took it all to extremes. You know, yeah. it was never just like, well, I'm just going to take a couple of hits off this joint and then like have a beer or two and right. like go. Like, I'm yeah. just fucking all gas, you know, yeah. every time. Blackout. Yeah. Smoking <laughs> weed all day long. Right. right. At Christian school, I got kicked out of. Uh, the school or expelled for a little while yeah. uh, because of some drugs. Uh, Panko is a friend of mine. His his parents or one of them was prescribed some kind of painkillers, taking morphine every day, at like 16 years old, you know, and uh, I got kicked out of that school for a little while. Right. Because they didn't want to kick me all the way out because I was an athlete. And mm -hmm. I was good. I played on their golf team and we we're like the state championship tournaments, all this shit. Like, but everybody else that was involved in it, right? Super was gone, right? Yeah. But for whatever reason, they gave me special treatment, which I don't think helped my situation right. but you had at value. all, right? Yeah, yeah, to them. Yeah. And they, my consequences for that action was lessened, you know, right. from day one. So that, that could have been a little bit of form so it's of, like of they enabling. Were kind of enabling you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, they were, you know. Yeah. Um, so I came back, you know, and man, even before I graduated high school, senior year, I'm having withdrawals, you know, feeling bad, and I don't know why. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. <clears throat> I didn't know what I got, what I'd got myself into, you know, because I'm just experimenting. I'm just a like, curious kid, you know. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know why I woke up. I felt like shit all the time. I thought something was really wrong with me, like, because I was playing football and golf and sports and things like that. You know, I thought maybe I'd gotten hurt. Right. Like, why do I ache all the time? Right. You know, and I'd never put two and two together that all that that quit uh, when I would take the painkillers. Uh, OK, the drugs are just doing their job. Right. Which they were. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. they were satisfying that, uh, you know, that withdrawal, that craving that I was mm -hmm. having because of it. And. uh you know, that progressed and progressed. I graduated high school barely, you know, I, my grades and everything started uh, suffering. Like I barely passed. They were like fudging my grades so that I would stay eligible to play, play golf. sports yeah. and stuff, you know, like just, uh, just fucking up, yeah. you know? And then uh, by the time I turned 18, right, I had a cousin who was heavily involved uh, in the drug trade. 
in Tulsa. Okay. And uh, he wouldn't fuck with me, you know, because I was a kid, you know, yeah. I was a minor. Like, that's a, that's a big no-no, you know. All the other shit he was doing was okay, but right. I'm not selling dope to a minor. Yeah, you know? drug dealer with morals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, we got to have to have a line somewhere, I guess. But, yeah, I guess. No, I, but... That's what makes us feel better about being a dirtbag. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I got involved with that, you know, big time. Like it was, uh, it was crazy. And I was at the time in Tulsa, they had, uh, they had this program where like, if you, <clears throat> if you went to school in Tulsa County, um, for every year you went to school in Tulsa County, they'd give you 25% off tuition right at the, uh, at the community college, Tulsa community okay. college. Uh, so I had a full ride, right. Basically to, uh, just a junior college, you know, that's an awesome, program. like do something. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I absolutely did not take advantage of it. Right. You know, because, uh, I got involved with him and I had this mindset, you know, I'm getting high every day. Right. And I'm selling all kinds of dope ecstasy coke whatever all sorts of shit and uh i by this point had found like some really steady connects with the pills and shit oxys and all that and this was back when uh oxycontin was real you know the doctors were just handing everywhere the shit was everywhere yeah and uh and it was cheap it was so cheap and uh you know so i'm like why the fuck am i gonna go to college and I just went out and made $5,000 today. Right. Like, fuck that. Right. Genius. You know, yeah, smart. Smart as fuck. Too smart for my own good. Yeah. Who needs to go to school and get an education? I can just sell dope all day. Yeah. It worked out really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so, man, I just did that for so long. And it was so interesting to see, you know, because we're the way the things are going in the country right now, we're in this we're um we're an opioid crisis yeah. right opioid crisis with the fentanyl and all that stuff and it's like i participated in and watched all of this develop from the ground up you know 2008 2009 was probably like the height of oxycontin and all that and it'd been going on for years before that yeah. uh, all through the early 2000s and uh you know then they uh, everybody was doctor shopping. You could have right. multiple scripts to different doctors. People I knew had scripts to 10 doctors in three different states, you know, all over yeah. the place, man. Thousands of pills everywhere. And uh, everything was so cheap, you know. This is just basic right. economics, supply and demand. There's a fucking huge right. supply. The demand's obviously high, but the supply way outweighed the demand. So the cost is low. Right. And, uh, so we, uh, I watched it like the DEA got involved and they cut out the doctor shopping and all of that shit. And so all of a sudden then they changed the formula on Oxycontin and, uh, everything got really, really expensive really fast. Yeah. Right. And then the drug dealing kind of shit the bed too, because, uh, everybody went to jail. Yeah. naturally and uh so the supply was gone right and i'm left with this massive drug habit dude i'm doing just obscene amounts of oxys every day yeah and uh xanax is all kinds of shit and uh this was before i ever like really started overdosing but that's a uh that's a fucking recipe for disaster man yeah I fucked up all the time every day day in day out and like those were those were like the good times you know right. because i could afford it 
I wasn't happy to like resort to a lot of crime, robberies, all this other shit uh, to get high because I had the money to pay for it. Right. But then, like that, Snatched I didn't. And then the uh, then the whole market switched up when they started regulating the pills real bad, yeah. you know. And uh, everything got really, really expensive. Had this huge habit that I couldn't pay for. And uh, so, what did I do to pay for my habit? Right, felonies. Right, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, duh. Uh, and uh, man, that's when that was like when it started getting real rough. So all that happened. I would say probably about 2011, 2012. And uh, by 2013, I was in prison. <laughs> so yeah. that, that shit didn't last very long at all. And um, so I went to prison in 2013. And uh, for three years, right? 2013, 14, 15, turned 23, 24, and 25 in prison. And... Uh, those are great birthdays, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love spending the holidays like that. Man, fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, uh, it was uh, it was an experience, man. I was young, right? And I had been in trouble before as a juvenile, and I'd run from the police a couple of times. And, yeah. you know, they fucking love it when you do that. So, yeah. uh, they gave me a lot of security points, A, because I was young, B, because of my charges. I got I got jammed up on eight felonies all at once. You know, I was doing all this yeah. shit, man, robbing people, uh, robbing places, uh, selling dope. You know, and they were, it was, everybody was a part of like a real big investigation, you know, and yeah. I was like kind of on the outside circle of it. And they knew like I was involved. And they just had a stack of papers this fucking tall, right? Of shit that they had on me, you know, but they couldn't really prove. Yeah. You know, so they were very upset with me because I should I should probably still be locked up like today, you know. Um, fortunately, for whatever reason, uh, you know, I'm not, yeah. as you can tell, because I'm here. Right. Clearly. Surprise. <laughs> um, and uh, so I went on the eight felonies out of what probably should have been like 20 and uh man i got i got high when i was in prison too yeah you know yeah i've heard about the system there in oklahoma and i hear it's just it's wide open wide like you open. can have whatever you want there there's more drugs in prison there than there is on the streets pretty it's much literally yeah. everywhere yeah literally everywhere and uh i went to a medium security right off the bat uh, when I was there, which is like big boy prison, you know, and I was young, I was big and uh, they thought it was stupid, you know, so there was a lot of like gang involvement and stuff. That, um, Were you ever recruited or? Prosecuted? Yeah, they tried for sure. Yeah. But I was like, man, I'm going to be going home in like three years. I don't have time for all of this shit. Right. You know, I don't right. I don't want to be a part of that, you yeah. know. So they did what they do and they beat the living shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Fun, <laughs> or yeah. tried, you know, and uh, after a while, they quit fucking with me, you know, because I, I stood on, you know, what yeah. I said, like, I'm not. And I think that's what's most important in prison. Like, from my experience, too, you know, it's just. If you stand your ground and and you keep your head high and you don't you don't I mean this you know the saying I don't take no shit is you don't have to fight everybody that you see no. just when someone does some bitch ass shit to you stand your ground stand up for yourself and 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 show some kind of like strength about yeah. yourself you know but the second that you 
turn hook her down and 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 it's run oh you're over yeah you're no. over and they're gonna take advantage of that because there's fucking animals in that fucking yeah. place you know what i'm saying yeah and so yeah that's cool that you were able um, to stick up for yourself yeah. and make sure that you weren't taken advantage of and not go into the process of thinking that you have to have a family in there you know what i'm saying so that, that takes a lot of courage. It shows a lot of strength about you. Right. Well, I, I knew that I was only going to be at medium security for like six months or so. Yeah. You know, so it didn't. Uh, and I just had no interest in that. You know what I mean? We have like beliefs and values right in our life. And that was not something that, right. uh, you know, I believed in. Yeah. See, dirtbags can have fucking morals and values. Right. You know, and most of us dirtbags are great people. Yeah. We're just lost in that fucking addiction. Yeah. We're stuck in some bullshit, man. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's something that's very valuable. I've learned in recovering, like through the program is right. Is that we're not like intrinsically bad people. Right. You know, and a lot of times we develop weird mannerisms and habits and like, yeah. uh, you know, this mask or this shell that we have to wear. Uh, because of the environments that we operate in, right? You know, because we're when we're living in that life, like we're everybody's out to get me. You know, everybody's right. shady. I'm shady too. Yeah, you know, and that's just <laughs> that's just like the way that it is. Yeah, you know, but you but we, you know, we've learned that I've learned. You know, that it's like this person that I've been able to become today. Right? It didn't just like come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know. Like that had to have been in me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. And just like through engaging, engaging in a recovery process, I've been able to like unlock that and become that person that who I was originally intended to be, mm-hmm. you know, so when, yeah. when we're poisoning ourselves, right. We become somebody else. Yeah. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Right. Kind of thing. Right. Bring out the evil shit. Right. Cause everybody's yeah. got that evil dark side to them just whether or not we we you know go to that like i think the the saying is uh you have two wolves inside of you uh and which one are you gonna be right you know what I'm yeah so, uh, feed the goo yeah feed the wolf that likes cheeseburgers and yeah not heroin right <laughs> 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 what was what was life like 
Hey, well, I mean, so one of the points I wanted to bring too is like I got high in prison too, right? Yeah. And this is another thing like I was talking about earlier, you know, is uh things that like fully solidify the idea in my head, right? That I'm like for sure like full blown junkie and addict and I can right. never uh Come use drugs normally yeah. like most like other people do you know it's like getting high in prison right you know i willingly did drugs that came like out of another man's ass yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what i'm saying you yeah. know and uh because that's how the drugs get there right right and it's like it's funny now yeah. you know i can laugh at this shit but it's uh, fucking sick uh, yeah, yeah right yeah. normal people don't do that right you know <laughs> and not only that like i'm locked up in a box you know because of a direct result yeah of my using and right. selling of drugs right? right there's no question about that right that's why i'm there I'm continuing to get high yeah you know i hadn't i still hadn't uh got down with the fact right that the drugs are are what's are the common denominator right for all right. these problems yeah you know so i ended up getting out of prison and uh I would like to say that prison was enough for me to, uh, like get my shit together, yeah. you know, but it wasn't, it was definitely something that stuck with me and, uh, was an experience that I did not want to go through again. Right. You know, cause it got pretty dark in there. Right. You go to medium security, it's violent, bro. It's gang related. It's racial. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's rough. It's not a good time at all. No. As you know, it's not yeah. fun. <laughs> no, it's not. not, not a good time. And nothing, uh, nothing I want to go through again. Um, you know, so I kept my shit together for like a little bit, very loosely, you know, and then, um, uh, like I was talking about earlier, I'll just wake up one day, like, man, I just want to, I just want to get high. Right. Cause at that point I'm still like, well, as long as I, as long as I just like drink a little whiskey here and there, smoke a little weed, yeah. like I'll be cool. You know what I mean? I'll be fine. I yeah. still had that mindset. That took a long time for me to get out of that mindset. Right. That I'm a person uh, who has to abstain from all drugs, right? In order to be better, I cannot control my use of drugs in any form, right? Alcohol, yeah. weed, none of that, right? Nothing. None of it. Can't do it. Yeah. I tried a lot, <laughs> and some days I think that's some bullshit, yeah. you know. But yeah, it is what it is. I've moved to a point of acceptance about it, right? right. That like this is just, uh, you know, this is what I got to do. Right. I kind of like. Right not being dead yeah. you know yeah uh so this is what i have to do you know and i'm perfectly okay with that right i love the way that my life is today compared to what it used right. to be yeah same here and uh so i ended up getting high again uh because that's what we do and uh by this point i got introduced uh all the way up until this point right i never put a needle in the heart so like it got that bad without even the needle so we introduced the needle what happened fucking way worse real fast yeah just real real fast dude. real fast so bad um and uh i remember i was finally introduced to heroin right because like i was talking about earlier everything got so expensive you know mm -hmm. and like trying to do pills was like not economically feasible right anymore uh so and i'd always like stuck my nose up in there and thought i was looking better than like people shooting right. heroin and all this <laughs> stuff like yeah, right fucking peasants bro you yeah know, like, <laughs> uh, i was no better than them right just because my shit came in a bottle right it was packaged in a pharmacy doesn't make it any different yeah. that's the same yeah it's, it's exactly the same you know yeah. so i've gotten introduced to some people and they were doing that and i was just like real sick one day and like hey man like this will i told them what i was looking for they're like bro just do this like it's the same it's not the same it's not the same yeah uh 
It is. You're a classy user, aren't you? Yeah, so classy. <laughs> I was so classy. Been yeah. to prison, fucking robbing people, like classy as fuck. Yeah. And uh uh I did that, right? I shot some heroin, they showed me how to do all that. And I remember being so upset, right? Not because like my addiction is progressing, it's mm-hmm. getting worse. Mm-hmm. You know, I was mad uh because I had been wasting my fucking money. On oxys this whole time, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I could have been getting. You mean to tell me I could have been getting higher, cheaper, and longer this whole time? Yeah. And I'm the fucking idiot that yeah. uh, had my nose turned up to this shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All these things, right? And there are examples like that. That instance I just talked about the getting high in prison, right? Um, getting high, even though I know what happens, right? That's uh. Those are the market. These are things that remind me, you know what I mean? That I'm a fucking real addict. Nobody thinks normal people like don't think about that. You know, that's some yeah. of the real fucking addict thinking. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. How can I get as high as possible, as cheap as possible, yeah. as often as, as possible? As often as possible. You know, and uh, well, that was the beginning of the end right there. It's off to the races, man. I was like back in the crime trying to sell drugs as much as i could you know but everybody i knew was in jail or wouldn't fuck with me because they knew i was i was just out there being a piece of shit yeah dirtbag yeah. you know nobody wanted to fuck with yeah. me i'd robbed everybody i'd hurt anybody who ever loved me you know what i mean and uh i was fucking alone you know and yeah. uh yeah i started overdosing like a lot yeah. pretty often i think uh, from the years like 2016 to 18, when I got clean, I overdosed like at least half a dozen times. Yeah. And uh, the last one in particular is um, uh, I was alone, right? I had a car at this time, miraculously. Yeah. Well, I still had a car, right? Yeah. I didn't have tags, insurance, none of that shit. So I can follow the car. I had warrants, you know. Right. Uh, but I could get around. Yeah. <laughs> you can go get that shit. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, man, I'm in the hood, right? In Tulsa, 61st and Peoria. If anybody hears this and they know that, they'll know where I'm talking about. I know about. right where 61st and Peoria is. Rough dog, super yeah. rough. And, um, I was, I'd gotten some heroin, you know, and I, by this point, I knew like what an overdose feels like, yeah. you know can't breathe all of a sudden and get real fucking lightheaded if you even feel that most of the time it's just out and uh it gets so bad right in my mind when i'm using you know that like my life sucks right because i'm getting high Mm -hmm. okay and then i'm getting high to deal with the fact that my life sucks Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm just chasing my tail mm-hmm. around in this fucking circle, right? Yeah. Using against my will. I don't want to get high because I know everything is bad, but I'm too scared to stop getting high because I'm going to be dope sick. Right. And I don't know anywhere else to live or any other way to live. Right. Right. Than that at the time. Right. You know? Uh, so it gets to the point where, like, I'd rather die, mm-hmm. you know, uh, than live the way that I'm living, mm-hmm. you know? And that's. Uh, that's where my head goes when I get high, right? So people are like, well, I party until I'm homeless or I party until I get arrested. Like, I party until I want to kill myself, yeah, bro. Fucking dig, you know? And uh, that's too big of a pussy to actually kill myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, it was almost something that I like longed for, right? Is this going to be the next shot that's going to do it? 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so I come to a point <clears throat> in my car alone in the hood, like behind this bar, you know, going off somewhere secluded to get high because I just got it scored. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure the shit had to be laced with fentanyl because I didn't do that much. You know, right. I was using very heavily at this point and it wasn't a lot. It was just enough that I'd planned on like just kind of getting right, you yeah. know. You probably done wrenches bigger than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so it, I was. Nobody was more shocked than me that yeah. I was about to fall out when I did this shit, you know. But I had like this is what like had the moment of clarity, right, or that rock bottom people may be familiar with. Yeah. It was like that point where I'm stuck face to face with like who I am and what my life has become. Yeah, you know, directly because of right my using. Yeah. You know, and um, so I thought about somebody other than myself for like one for just one second, you mm-hmm. know, and I thought about um, my mom figured I was going to overdose. And it's like, dude, my mom's been through it, you know, yeah. it was uh, her first husband killed herself. She's gotten remarried and uh, he died of cancer. Right. The last thing that she fucking needs is for her only son. Right. I'm yeah. an only child. Uh to die like with a needle in his arm in the fucking hood in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. You know. And and there's other people on that list too, right? And thought about what what that would do to them. That's right. Instead of like me just trying to die. Right. Yeah. And I was like, fuck man, I need to do something different. Yeah. I don't want to die, right? That's not really what I want. Yeah. I just don't want to fucking live like this, this anymore. More. Yeah. You know. And uh, shortly before that, right, I'd been introduced to uh, a 12-step program um, probably not very long after I got out of prison, right, 2015 or 16. And uh, that I carried that with me, right, you know, and I didn't, nobody walks into a meeting like that, you know, because, like, things are going good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah, my life's great. I just want to go see what these people are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... So, and the only reason that I went, right, and I think it's no mistake that I found that, you know, we talk a lot about higher powers of divine intervention, you know, I don't, I don't think it was any mistake or coincidence, right, right. that I found this place because I feel like the perfect <clears throat> bait was used for me to walk into that meeting. Mm-hmm. And that was a woman. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And uh, she's just like, hey, man, why don't... She knew me from before and she knew me how I was going to say, Hey man, you're kind of fucked up right now, bro. You should probably like, yeah, come down here and check this out. I was like, Yeah, okay, sure, great. You know, you're gonna be there. I didn't give, yeah, yeah. are you gonna be there? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't give a fuck about the recovery or none of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know, they talk about like, if you want what we have, you know, and I definitely wanted what she had. Yeah. And it wasn't her recovery <laughs> by any means, you know, but I went and, uh, I was still getting high and everybody knew it. You know, they had to have known having the experience I I have now, like they had to know that I was getting high, Mm -hmm. you know, but like that made me feel welcome, man, you Mm -hmm. know, and, uh, they, they, they carried that message to me. Right. They're like, bro, you don't have to do this anymore. Like you can like live a good life. Yeah. And, uh, that's really, yeah you know and i stuck around i'd heard their experiences you know enough to realize that hey man these people really are like me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and uh they've found a way out of this shit right right and that shit ruined my fucking high for so long bro. For <laughs> forever right 
Because it's like I had, they had planted the seed within me, you know, but at that point I just like wasn't ready, you know, so mm-hmm. I've tried overdose. I've moved here, right? I have some family here at Hot Springs and uh, I, I just could not, I know that people get clean in their own hometowns and stuff, yeah. but I was not able, right? right. Or at the, I, I know that it's possible now, but I just couldn't see it in my life. So I got to hold some family that I had here. I said, look, man, I'm fucked up. I got to get out of here, dude. I, yeah. I can't, I can't get it together, you know? And I remembered, so I came here and I went to rehab and, uh, immediately got out and, uh, went like back to the program, you know, cause that's what I knew. Uh, I had run out of ideas, you yeah. know what I mean? I didn't have any more good ideas for a long time. I thought I had some great ideas and then, uh, I think I would think I'd run out and then somebody give me 20 bucks and I'm like, well, yeah. I got another fucking idea, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to look right back after it. And, uh, but at this point, like I, I was completely exhausted, you know, mm-hmm. like I was going to die. I had nothing. Nobody would fuck with me. Like even my own mom, you know, like yeah. everybody was just like sick of my shit, yeah. including myself. First right. And foremost. And I'm like forever grateful to the program, you know, cause I dealt with like a lot of misinformed people throughout, you know? And I think that I was probably the first of those misinformed people about who could help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my recovery, you know, I was convinced that you'd have to have some kind of a qualification, right? You need a degree or you yeah. need to be a doctor or a fucking counselor or a pastor yeah. or like a lawyer, a judge, right? Like all these people had opinions on what was wrong with me, yeah. you know, but nobody had any experience, right? you know, and I'm not saying that those people don't have something good to offer me, right? in their own field of study right but if you would have told me that i could go to this place where there's just a bunch of regular motherfuckers right just regular people yeah right and the only qualification right that they have to help somebody with their addiction is that they've been there too yeah Yeah. you know i just told you you were out of your mind yeah you know uh uh, but God damn it, it's helped me so much. Right. And uh, I'm eternally grateful for those people. You know, I got a sponsor. I started working steps. And, uh, you know, four and a half years later, we're here. I get to help other people. Yeah. And, like, that's the most fulfilling thing right Absolutely. there, really. Is seeing somebody new come in and just, like, get it. Absolutely. And, like, change their lives, bro. It's like, yeah. if it's one fucking person, right. you know, it, it helps me to feel like, None of these experiences I had yeah. were in vain. Right. And there's a million other little side stories that went on, you know, yeah. that, uh, that are pretty fucked up. Yeah. And know? it's no longer that time's not, that time's not wasted anymore. Right. When you do that and, and you, you know, and, and you can't do that for anybody else, but by you going through your shit and someone else sees that you went through that shit and they're like, damn, that's hope. Like, yeah. Like, because you have to hit that rock bottom. You have to have that understanding of, I want something better. Like I desire something better because I can see that this person has better and they were there too, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just that that's, that's the most incredible part. Like you're saying, it's just seeing somebody make that decision, that conscious decision to say, had enough. Yeah. Had enough. And I, I believe anybody that has gone through that experience 
can do the same thing that was done for them. And I think that's why they say, you know, the only way that we can keep what we have is by giving it away. Right. You know, so I mean, that, that's the whole goal of the whole yeah. deal, right? This is just trying to make recovery available for all. And yeah. it's like, the shit is not easy, right? And it's up to the individual, you know, to decide when they've had enough, right. you know, like, so like we get to choose where that rock bottom is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, nobody can choose for us. Right. Somebody used to tell me this shit all the time. It's like, you find yourself in a hole. Like, what's the first thing that you got to do to get out of it? Yeah. You got to quit digging, quit digging first, shit, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to get that bad, but, you know, we're all humans and we're all different. Right. We all have different tolerances for pain. And for some of us, it takes uh, more than others. Right. Which is unfortunate, you know, but. All we can do at times, sometimes I feel it's just our place to plant that seed, just yeah. like the seed was planted for me. Right. Because I wasn't ready back yeah. then to do that shit. Yeah. When I was 25 years old. I was still young, full of energy. Man, I was I was raring to go. I hadn't had enough. Right. You know, I hadn't been so close to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I kind of uh, talked about that on the, the introduction podcast, episode one about like what rock bottom actually was and you know like rock bottom what i was saying was like rock bottom isn't any kind of situation that happens to you or what gets taken from you it's the moment of clarity being like duh yeah i'm finally yeah okay so i have this understanding just like you had in the car yeah uh sitting in the hood and like i just had to have that understanding and like understanding that you're at, at your rock bottom you know, and that's what makes the rock bottom, rock yeah. bottom. Yeah. It's just like, fuck that point. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, I want something different. Okay. I'm at the bottom. Now it's time to start fucking throwing dirt back in the hole and building myself back up mm-hmm. and raising myself and finding the value of who I am. And, and I've got purpose now, you know, and sometimes that rock bottom is what gives you your purpose. And that's how you discover that. Yeah. It's a, the point where I've gotten so sick of my own shit. You know, and I've had my ass beat enough that I'm willing to ask somebody else for help. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I love to think that I'm the smartest motherfucker in any room that I go to. And I'm like, I can think my way around this shit. And I tried that for a long time Mm -hmm. and I failed. Finally, after enough of that failure, man, I was just like, I don't. I don't know what else Mm -hmm. to do. I'd run out of ideas, Mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, thank God that I'd found uh found the program when i did you know because yeah. i don't think without it uh, i know the way that i get high and i know the way the drug environment is right now like i would i would have died yeah 100 percent. and that's one of many reasons why i stay clean to this day too is like yeah. i finally gotten to this point i remember when i first get clean we're talking about those people have been clean for a real long yeah. time and they're like man it's so much different out there like that's this is not the same you know yeah. it's like and I, it used to like be kind of irritating to me too. You know, they're like, you don't know what it was like back when we were using. And I was like, Shut up, you old bitch! Like, you don't know what it's like out there now. You know, yeah. and it's like now I feel like with the way the things have gone, you know, that uh, I've become yeah. that person, right? Because yeah. <laughs> it's like the dope ain't the same as it was when yeah. I was getting high, yeah. and that's not a good thing, right? right. And it's uh, I'm just forever grateful right that i 
um, made it out when I did. Yeah. Um, because like I said, I would, I know the way that I get high and I know the shit that I like to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would 100% be dead. Yeah. And if I were to go out, right, it's not the same as it was back right. then. Like, no, it's totally different. I've seen it a hundred times, man. Yeah. Just, that's like an occupational hazard of being an addict or being in recovery. Doing this. People are going to die. Yeah. They don't have to, and it sucks. Yeah. But they're going to. It's incredible, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, thank show. you for having and me, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. And I'd love to have you back and, sure. and share more about some of those experiences that you actually went through and, and some more of the dirtbag shit, you know, that, yeah. that you actually were like, fuck, I can't believe that I actually did that. Yeah. So, man, thank you so much. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Absolutely. I've, I've enjoyed this, man. That's Absolutely. Good. Well, this is uh, wraps up uh, episode two of the Dirtbag Chronicles. Uh, again, thank you for for watching us. Uh, just want to remind you, you know, share share this content with your friends and family on your pages, and and check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, any other platform that we we can get this on. We will share that on our Facebook page. But um, I just want to tell you, we love you. Uh, we we want to make sure that you have all the resources and tools to get the help <clears throat> that you are needing if, if you are suffering right now. And uh, we send out our love and light and peace to you, uh, to, to everyone out there. Thank you all. Y'all have a great day. Shout out. <laughs> that was fucking incredible.